Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we roll into hour number three of Barton Han. Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. And 800-919-3776, of course, is the number to be part of the conversation. And I am sure many of you are going to have questions and reactions and everything else to who we have coming up here momentarily. But before we get to Bobby Marks and the latest on the NBA trade deadline, which is coming up on Thursday, hey, Bart, it's hour number three. It's Bart it's and Hart. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, false start. You can't ju- No, flag. False start. False start, number 57, oh, well, defense. Well, at least it's not a holding penalty like Nick Bosa says all the Kansas City Chiefs do is hold. Oh, we're already starting. Already starting. We'll get into the football a little bit later on. All right, again. Hour number three, Barton Hot. What's that mean? It's the power hour, 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 Okay. They clean my pipes out, so I got more. I can get more. Yeah, oxygen. more. Now, did you yeah. hear Jacob do it? You heard. You heard Jacob do it, right? You've heard when Jake did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a little micro mini pimp. It was so like he, it's the power. Our, our, that was pretty good, right? Our, 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 All right. So he and he went. He went for a while. About a seven. We had Tom try it on Friday. Tom, it went as expected. It's the power. Our. <laughs> What did you be, What did you become? Tom, what did you become? What did you become a soprano? I mean, that was really. I feel like that's that's outside of your range, man. You try to sing like Prince. I I went. You supposed way, to be like Barry White. I was way too excited for that. Yeah, yeah. You went. You went. You went way too high. You was like you was octave. You was up there, man. You was trying to do Mariah Carey. He, he, he was definitely like all in on it. But you know, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we are sponsored. The Power Hour brought to you by Avocado Green Mattress. Mm, Sleep avocado. natural. Well, we are not sleeping until Thursday. I know this man won't, and that is Bobby Marks, our ESPN NBA front office insider, who is going to be extremely busy all week on all types of platforms, including the Woj Pod. They are putting one out every day. It started today, so if you want the latest, that's where you go because he and Woj have all the intel and also the background and the perspective and everything else. Bobby, kind enough to join us right now. Thanks, Bobby. So good to talk to you. And let's start in Philadelphia, where the injury to Joel Embiid means what for the Sixers going forward? Oh, man. I mean, if you look at if you, excuse me, if you look at the track record, 4-10 and 10 without him, I mean, can you make the case that this team that we thought was a three-seed could be fighting for a playing spot mm. or in the back end of the play? Not fighting for, but in that seven to eight range. Um, and I think a lot of it will be determined when, you know, when he has the surgery and when, you know, what the, the prognosis is. But I think it's, you know, for Philadelphia, I think you're not, you're not pumping on the trade deadline. I don't think that's the approach you're, you're taking. It's probably similar to what, if he was still healthy, where you're still looking for these kind of like, I guess, short-term rentals, guys in the last year of their contract. Um, it's hard to go out and, and, um, chase a guy, and there's not many guys out there, uh, high-level guys to chase that's got years left because without Embiid on the court, like, how does it fit? You know, especially, you don't want to go out and, and give up two or three first-round picks for a player that might not fit, um, you know, with, with Embiid here. But, yeah, they're in they're in a little bit of a danger zone here. I mean, you saw them uh, Saturday night against Brooklyn, mm. a non-competitive uh, loss. Um, they have not been good without um, without Embiid here, and and the likelihood is that, you know, it's it's probably going to be, you know, we'll wait to hear, but, you know, probably a couple months here. They, they've been super careful around the language around his injury as well. Yeah. So 
if we're talking about, you know, a couple of months, uh, I don't know if it's any supplemental pieces that can help them just stay afloat. I'm sure they're encouraged by the fact that, um, you know, Miami was eighth seed last year and was able to get all the way to the championship. But how does this affect, you know, them moving forward, but also the long term about Joel Embiid and how much you have to try and maybe go out and get a star I know Maxie's a budding star, but get a certified yeah. star, almost a big three, because you may have to monitor his minutes going forward just so you can make sure that he can play at a high enough level through the life of this contract. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, the, the goal was, you know, certainly how, how Maxie has, has taken off this year is that, hey, now we've got two we got two high-level players, certainly an MVP and, an, uh, you know, a guy who can compete at an all-NBA level in Tyrese. Now, we don't need a third star, right? This was before the injury. We can just kind of go out and, and build out our depth and, and add, a, um, you know, a third guy that's making $20 million, like, an uh, example, DeJounte Murray. Um, but now, with, with Embiid and his injury history and, you know, you know, you might have to kind of go in a different approach here. Um, the, the problem is that there's not a third star out there. There's not... You know, we're not sitting in a position like we were a year ago when Kyrie Irving became available the week before the deadline. Kevin Durant became available two or three, um, two or three days. So I think that thinking probably um, is probably for something when we get into the uh, when we get into the off season when somebody becomes available. Maybe things go sour with the Clippers with Paul George, and then you say like, you know what, we need a third guy because the um, you know with Joel's health. Um, you know, we, we need an, uh, you know, instead of the depth factor there, we, we go out and chase the third guy here. But, um, before the injury, the perfect way to, to, to build it was, you know, just kind of getting complimentary players because you already had two high level players. Now, do you think, uh, is, I don't, I don't know. So I'm asking truly, uh, with, um, the Philadelphia, you know, losing Harding and what they gave up for him, how they positioned next year where we we anticipate maybe some stars could shake loose because of the new rules underneath the luxury tax. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we're going to talk a lot about cap space. They've they've got three first round picks right now. That increases the five starting the night of the draft. So so you've got the draft equity to go about doing it um, if somebody does shake free. You've got potential to have cap space, but what what, what creating cap space does is that it basically kind of guts your roster. Maxi and Bead, uh, Paul Reed, those will really, really be the only players left on 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 there to go out and chase a um, you know. Um, you know, a, a superstar here. I always thought like the, the, the way that Denver has built the roster where with Jokic and Murray, and then they went out and got um, Contavious Cole Pope and Aaron Gordon. It only cost them one first round pick to do it. That was the, that's the way to go about doing it. And that's, that's the perfect way here. It's kind of hedge your bet at the, at the deadline, but keep yourself some flexibility, but they'll have, They'll have the resources, um, you know, if if if, um, if one of these, you know, if a Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young or one of those guys become available down the road. Talking with Bobby Marks as the trade deadline for the NBA is coming up on Thursday at three o'clock. So, with that in mind, and I'm glad Bart asked that because I wanted to go there as I mentioned that you and and Woj together on the Woj uh, podcast this this whole week is going to be fascinating. Listen, but today especially, I thought it was important that. He had you explain why this summer will have a lot of intriguing movement because of what Bart mentioned, which is that new level of luxury yeah. tax that's being added here. And I have a lot of we, – we have on this show a lot of Knicks fans who are feeling sure. like put all the chips in the middle of the table and go out and go get chase stars by the deadline and go yeah. for it now. 
and and it's you know, I don't care. Give up draft picks for Malcolm Brogdon, you know things like that. And I'm yeah. trying to explain that this summer there might be more on the market. Could you at least, with your knowledge and expertise, explain to the listeners why this summer there's going to be some teams that might have to move on from high end players because of this new level of luxury tax? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, if, if you know, I guess it's a steel phrase as far as from a, from a from a government standpoint, it's basically half a, a third of the government is going to be shut down starting in the off season here. So teams that are we call this the second apron, teams that are close at a hundred ninety million dollars mark, whether it be the the Clippers or Golden State and Phoenix, Milwaukee, all these high spending teams. They're not going to have the resources anymore to add to their roster, um, especially if you don't have draft picks here, because you can't you can't take back more money in a deal. You can't um, send cash out to buy a second round pick. You can't combine salary anymore to you know trade for a forty million dollar play. You can't add you know two twenty million dollars. That's not going to be allowed anymore. So you've got a third of a, of the league that's that's in this um, <clears throat> that's in this territory. So now if you're in New York. And you're sitting in Oklahoma City, and you know certainly Utah. Some of these other teams, you're sitting in a, in a perfect spot because you can maybe go out and absorb contracts if you want, or take back, um, take, take back, or you you'll have the resources when you know when one of these all stars become available. Because the days of Milwaukee going out and getting Drew Hall, um, get, getting Damian Lillard, or Boston getting Drew Holiday, or the Clippers getting James Harden, that is over. Like that's over starting in in, uh, in mid April here. You're just not going to be allowed to do that, and it's it's a process of elimination. It's a process of elimination, basically, kind of who's left standing here in, in New York. If they're patient, they will be there, you know, waiting. If that guy, you know, eventually, you know, whoever that is, does become available. Yeah, and that's the fascinating part of it. And I asked Wendy on Friday. You know, can he give me some names? He refused to because you're not putting my name on that stuff. So I will, I'll make sure I don't ask you the same thing because I'm sure nobody wants their name on it. Well, listen, yet. we go through, we Alan, we go through it every year. We, it's the playoffs. The playoffs will dictate who's going to become available because let's say, um, and this is just hypothetical, is that let's say Minnesota gets eliminated in the first round, okay? And who knows? I mean, they could be facing Phoenix in the first round. This, Minnesota is one of these high spendings. We call them second apron. Right, they're they're going to be restricted restricted as far as how they add. They might look at their roster and say, you know what, you know, we, we're going to need to move Carl Anthony Towns' money or somebody else here. And New York is sitting on, you know, eight first round picks or nine first round picks, and we can get four back or five back. That's that's what you're. That's where the patience level will be because there'll be somebody, and there'll probably be multiple players here come. Mid June, closer to the draft, July first, that will become available. And there's nobody right now. Like nobody's available at that level right now, leading up until February eighth. That's the bigger thing, and I'm glad you said that part because I think what we get caught up in is it's a trade deadline. We have that sense of urgency, and it becomes, who can you get? Can you get a star? Can you get a star? And it becomes, no, no, no. So with that in mind, and you're you're saying nobody of that level is available at this trade deadline later this week. So can you give me, and again, I'm making you now the general manager of the Knicks. If you have this team and presently constituted what you have, knowing the Randall injury, um, you know, knowing that you have Ananobi, what your bench looks like, can you tell me if you had from available players that you know of, if you had the ability to get one or two, who would they be? Who should they be targeting? I'd go, yeah, I'd, I'd go after Bruce Brown in, in, um, in Toronto. 
I, I think that would make the most sense, and certainly it would be the Fournier contract. And you know, do you have to sacrifice a first? And if it is, maybe it's one of the one of those Wizards or Detroit first. That who knows if it gets protected here. And I know you're saying, wait a minute, Randall's out and Mitch is out, and you need some bigs and stuff like that. I just think you know, I think he, you know, with with Bruce, uh, guys won a championship and can give you more guard depth. Can play point guard if you had to. Um, you know, can you don't have to play him 30 minutes here. Um, I think that would be the, the perfect guy um, as far as who he fits. And then he's got a team option, team option for next year, and you can decline it and sign him at a lower number and still have the flexibility if you wanted to go out and, and, and do another deal um, in the off season here. But that would be the guy. That would be the guy. You know, I, you know, listen, Malcolm Brogdon would be great in New York. You know, as far as it, it, you know, another ball handler here, but. I don't know if I'm willing to give up a first-round pick for Malcolm Brogdon and the price for DeJounte Murray is too rich. Um, you know, there's not as many sellers um, as we, we've seen in, uh, in the past. There's really, I guess, four or five teams that are in that, in that, um, you know, in that category. Yeah, those are the names that keep coming up. Like, it's, it's the same names. I was wondering, if the, is, is there a wild card that you've heard about that could be out there? Not necessarily just for the Knicks, but a name that's yeah. like a bit of a wild card that you would say, you know, it'd be interesting if they move this guy. Yeah, I mean, wild card, you know, it's, you know, there you know, it's it's just a it's a weird market because of as we've talked about the new rules and stuff like that. I mean, <clears throat> you know, wild card, you know, I mean, I don't know if we put Kyle Kuzma as a wild card. I mean, just because of what's going on in Washington and, you know, where that roster is and and you know, certainly just sign that new new contract here, but that's you know, that, that doesn't really tip the scale of balance. And there's not a player out there that you get at the deadline and be like, oh, you know, it's all of a sudden it's, it's a game changer like, you know, Kevin Durant last uh, Yeah, shift the balance you know, of power about, kind know, of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not there. I mean, if, if things went sour in Cleveland, then we would be probably talking about Donovan Mitchell. But that mm. team has a chance to be the two seat. You know, I mean, they're in, that, they're in that right where New York is right now. Is, is, is Golden State uh, too proud to to see, like, the writing on the wall? I think we all see that maybe they should try and move some of these um, older guys and, and, and build around Steph Curry and maybe, you know, maybe let Draymond or or Clay go uh, a bit early than, instead of waiting for the um, offseason? Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, listen, they, where they are right now, they're not even in the plan. Um, I, I, I would think, you know, if it's – you know, probably unlikely with Clay, but I think if I was, and I know that you have to the legacy part, but I think if you if there was a way that you can move off Clay Thompson, uh, he was not good. I watched them the other night against Atlanta. I mean, I think it was two thirteen. Um, if you can get a first round pick for him, I would certainly look at it. And that's a guy, like you could say, hey, this silly makes sense with Clay Thompson. Right? Does that make sense as far as a guy on an expiring? Maybe you get a first round pick here. I think we'll we'll circle Chris Paul um, leading up until um, leading up until Thursday here, just because he's got that non guaranteed contract for next year. Um, I think he would make sense in Orlando. You know, I think Chris would make sense in Orlando. Um, how the Magic have kind of you know they need a point guard. I know he's still out with that injury, and they're going to have to make it. They're another one of these teams, the high spending teams, that will be forced to you know certainly make a, a financial decision here. Why wouldn't Chris Paul make sense for the Knicks? And I know he's hurt, but you yeah. know, like they need a backup point guard. He's a vet. He's got a relationship with Leon Rose, but I've never heard him connected at all with the team. Is there a reason for that? He was. No, he, you're right. No, he, there hasn't been any connection there, and there's certainly a relationship there. Uh, and you would know there's nothing you would owe outside of you right. know, what's left on his contract this year. You know, you could you know you could wave him in the off season. You can go in a different direction, or maybe. 
you know, try to resign him and everything like that. But he, yeah, I mean, it's the 30 million, Fournier's at what, 18 mm-hmm. and trying to get closer to that. You know, what else are you adding to that? That's a good point. Um, the money. To, yeah, it's, it, it becomes, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 he would make sense if we, you know, if we didn't have to kind of match money here. Yeah, and and I guess that's that, that's a big part of it is is the money and the match and everything else. And then, well, and that's on, the thing. Listen, I'd love to come on on the show and we could just talk X's and O's and everything like that. But this, <laughs> this CBA man is like it's like, and I said it like we wrote about it today. It used to be like you would just go to James Dolan and say, "Hey, it's going to cost us twenty five million in, in luxury tax penalties." And now Leon's saying, "Well, it's going to do this, this, and this." There's like five different steps there yep. as far as how it's going to you know impact us, and that's. That's where these rules are right now. And that's why I wanted you on to explain it, because as I was listening to the podcast this morning, I, I was glad that you took that time to explain that, because I'm sure you have explained it before, but we always have to refresh people before a trade deadline, where that trade machine, I'm telling you, it's addictive. It'd be calling me, <laughs> like you're just plugging in names, and then it's, oh, salary, oh, wait, I can make this work. And then you're like, well, yeah, listen, but... Listen, we, we we can talk about the apron and all these complex rules, but we had a hard time just finding four double A batteries. To start the <laughs> I heard about there, that. You know? I mean, he was like, stealing you know, batteries like, from yeah, people. We, you know, <laughs> we're probably going to get charged with like a misdemeanor felony or something <laughs> up here in Bristol for stealing somebody's batteries here. So it got off to a slow start, but we were able to kind of pull through it. <laughs> I heard about rummaging through desks and everything else just for a bunch of batteries, just so you can get the podcast done. Um, last but not least, on the LeBron front. It, 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 was, yeah. it was quite theater this whole weekend, and Rich Paul <laughs> had to come out. He, and I was, it's so funny because I was on Get Up on Friday morning, and they asked. I heard the, you, and I, I'm with you. Listen, are you I, agree? I talked to Hillary, Hillary. Listen, I talked to Hillary Guy, who does NBA Today and is our producer, and it's mm-hmm. terrific. We were talking this morning, and I said to her, "I, you know, I watched the show. On, I watched Get Up on Friday, and I watched the show Saturday night, and it was great theater, right? Mm-hmm. Like we work for an entertainment." And I said. Listen, if I was on the show, this is what I would have done. If I was LeBron James, I'd ask to be traded to the Knicks, and then I'd go there and I'd opt out of my contract and then re-sign with the Lakers in the offseason. Yeah. If you want to go win a championship, here it is, right? Like, that's, that's, that's your best way. To, is it going to happen? That's some of yeah. chat and stuff right there, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the way that you go about doing it here because you go east, you get out of the west. The west is brutal. You go east, you, you, you're there for four months. And then you go back to L.A. and, you know, certainly you, you figure out what the finances are and everything like that. But that's, that would be the way I would go about doing that. And that's what Barr is referencing, Araldis Chapman. I'm sure you you know yeah. when, when he was with sure. the Yankees and they traded him to the Cubs. They won a World Series. They got uh, a Glaber Torres, among other things, for him. And then Chapman signed back with the Yankees. Like, eh, perfect. You know, that's how it works out. Yep. And so when they – you know how those meetings go where they're like, all right, well, what's a crazy trade that you'd love to see? And I was like, well, this is what I would do. Like if if it's not it's not happening, but if if like you're thinking logically, this is what the Lakers should do, and yet yep. you know Rich Paul had to immediately text Brian Windhorst and say to him, "This isn't <laughs> happening." I wish Rich would have texted me, of course, but that's fine. He texted Brian. Brian wrote the story right in the middle of Stephen A. going in this beautiful rant about how LeBron to the Knicks and coming to New York would just be an incredible thing. But we had it for a couple of days. But I'm glad you said because I really wanted you to answer that question of was I crazy to say that or can you see the logic in it? And you, as somebody who spent two decades in front office in the NBA, you see the logic in it then. It wasn't a crazy thing for me to say. It wasn't hot takey, right? It, you agree with it. Well, listen, any anytime a player tweets out an hourglass emoji <laughs> or whatever it was, like, and you're not playing good basketball and you've got a player option for next year, I mean, what are we supposed to just think like it's, you know, 
He's watching Days of Our Lives, and that's just like the, the, that's the, right. the, the, the reference to a soap opera there. Sands in the hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, last thing for me, though, Bobby, is is in regards to teams that have tried to put together the super teams and what they face this summer. Is this going to be short-lived in Phoenix? I mean, Bradley Beal went, went back to D.C. and put up a 40-burger yeah. and a nice return there. But, you know, the Booker-KD-Beal pairing or, or grouping, I should say, you know, they are still middling a bit at sixth in the West. Uh, they are over 500, but, you know, like it's not like they're tearing up the league. Is this going to be worth the money and everything else that comes with it beyond this season? Well, I mean, yeah, they're the, as I talked to the team yesterday, they're the guinea pig, right? Like mm-hmm. they're the guinea pig as far as with these, uh, with these rules. They'd be perfect if the season was 30 games. I mean, this thing, but this is 82 games, and it's it's a matter of where they're going to be when we get to – I mean, if they get Denver in the first round, they'll be done. I mean, it will be over. And then then what do you – and then basically here's what happens. It will happen again. You're going to have to go through the same process of signing nine new players again because that's all you have is the veteran minimum. And Grayson Allen, who's a free agent, is going to cost you like $60 million when you factor in all the different penalties that come with it here. And – um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's where they are right now. And it's, it's not about, you know, you got to get through the regular season and you, the, the goal is to be in the top four, but how this roster is so top heavy, that's, that, that's, a, that's a challenge. Um, and some nights they look great. Some nights they yeah. look great and you'd be like, who cares about the apron, right? right? Who cares? Right. You know, this team looks great. And then there's other nights like, um, you know, I think in Atlanta over, um, you know, when Booker went for 62 and they wound up losing, um, they're, they're, you know, it's a top-heavy team. Yeah, it's so obvious. And then you look at the – they're not great at home, which usually teams like this are great at home. But they're not. Like, they're not even a great home team. They're just very middling. And like you said, they show you moments of brilliance. But too much, there's moments of the good teams expose their weaknesses. And in a playoff series against good teams, that's what they do. And there's a lot of weaknesses that you can expose here. So I really am curious. That's the team I'm – I'm glad you called them the guinea pig because – the sons of anyone, that's the team I'm watching in the offseason. If they fall short, which I kind of think they will, and will their new owner, Matt Ishbia, decide, like, wait, that's just way too expensive to do, and we need to rethink it, and then so what assets do you have to move on from? I'd keep well, a close well, eye on the Suns. I would circle real quick. I would circle them uh, leading up until February because they're, they're one of these, these use-it-or-lose-it teams where, like, they won't have cash to trade. They won't have these trade exceptions. They're, you know, all these resources are going to go out the window here. So this is kind of their last crack oh, at wow. trying to go out and, and, and acquire a player here. So I would, I would try to, you know, I would circle them as far as maybe adding, trying to add another player. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, great stuff as always, Bobby. Thanks so much. And, uh, Make sure we have fresh batteries tonight when we record the next Woj Pod. All right. Or do, or do like we did in the hood. Put it in the freezer. You get at least uh, two more hours out of it. <laughs> yeah, my in-laws do that. Too. I couldn't figure out. Why? I opened the fridge to get like a, like a, like a bagel out or something. A frozen bagel. batteries in there. I didn't understand that. That's old, that's old school, say. Definitely old school. Thanks so much, Bobby. All the best. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Bobby Marks with the latest. And as I said, I mean, if you don't already subscribe to the Wolves Pod, you should, and especially this week, because they'll have the latest of all the rumors and all the things they're hearing going on around the league and the the way things can work as it lead into the most wonderful time of the year, the NBA trade deadline. 800-919-3776. We'll continue with your calls. Next up, you'll hear from Saquon Barkley 
on uh, his future with the Giants. Yes, this will be the story of the offseason as usual, but what teams are already lining up for him? There's one very interesting one. We'll let you know coming up. But first, Bart, tell us about Sansone. Now through President's Day only, visit Sansong Auto Mall for monumental, and reading is fundamental, deals. Payments as low as a $159 a month, 0% APR financing, or no payments for 90 days on Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Kia, Mazda, Jeep, Ram, and more. Over 3,000 new and pre-owned vehicles available. Visit Sansong Auto Mall on Route 1 in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Call 1-800-SANSONG or go to Sansong auto.com with approved credit through uh, preliminary lender C dealer to for complete details offer ends February 29th, 2024. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any, you know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. But did you see this performance? This song's so old school. I missed it. I told you I so Luke Combs. So in the country music world, Luke Combs covered this, and it became a hit. Mm. And so it to perform it at the Grammys, he did it with Tracy Chapman. Ah. This came out, what, in 90-something? Yeah, yeah. So he remade it. So he covered it. Yeah. He covered it as a country song, and it, like I said, it turned into a hit. But he had her come out, and I'm telling you, you have to watch it back because the best part of it last night, the Grammys had some moments like it always does. But the best moment was this, because I guess we had no idea that this was going to happen. And so you know he's going to perform this song, and as the lights come up and people they like, show— who's that, who's that black girl with the dreads? They <laughs> show Tracy Chapman. She, she has not performed in years. Wow. 
And so you see her face as she starts to sing, and you could hear her voice kind of shake. She was overcome by the reaction of the people in the crowd who were like like (laughs) cheering for her. Like, oh, that's Tracy Chapman. That it it took a country guy to make people respect and love her song. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? But still. We all all fight to be relevant in the fact that he made her song and brought back light to what a great talent she was. Yeah. And first of all, that wasn't her only hit, but that was her biggest hit. And so it was kind of a, what a cool moment that was, you know? But what did you make of Jay-Z's uh, speech? When I get nervous, I tell the truth. What would you make of that? It was okay. Just okay? Yeah, it was okay. He kind of like really let everybody have it. About, I mean, he wasn't entirely wrong. You know, when he was giving the whole math ain't mathin' thing about Beyonce. But, I mean, no offense. We love Beyonce. Can we stop defending her? I mean, it, I don't think yeah. she really is she lost losing tell, in she life. She lost to Taylor Swift again. Uh, but, again, I mean, she's not losing in life. Like, like enough. You know, yeah. like I don't think we have to keep bringing it up like all those years ago when Kanye did it. But speaking of Taylor, so she won, and then she also won big by announcing a new album coming out in April. It's called Kelsey's. <laughs> no, but did you notice though? Speaking of Kelsey, that while she was thanking many people that helped mm. her have success, she never once mentioned Travis Kelsey. Because that's a genre who don't care about you know the men there that do, but it's like ah. Uh... Let's leave him. Let's leave him for Sports Illustrated. Sit down. Did you think though? What I didn't understand is the outrage about that. Because did you think she needed to mention him? Well, she should thank her man. She been in. She's been in the spotlight. Oh, I'm sorry. What did Kobe once say? Were you in the gym shooting? Were you in the gym with me when I was working on my game? Well, she got a new album, right? Yeah, but he wasn't in the gym. I'm, what I'm saying. Why is, does he need what, to be thankful? What did he do to what, be what, thankful? What I'm saying is, she has a new. She has a new album. Yeah, I'm sure his I'm sure his pen helped her uh, get some inspiration. Excuse me, I think that was something that she had probably started working on well before he came into her life. No, no, but I'm sure his pen. Remember, this is a person who best songs are based off of yes. relationships, yes. and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she gave she gave some thug. He gave her some thug passion, <laughs> inspiration. You know what I'm saying? You think that's what? Because like, we'll, we'll, we'll find about, out when that album comes yeah. out. And there's a song on yeah. there where she's just like. Like remember the, what's the one song by Janet? Well, you know that song was only about one thing. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, that one where she's just like moaning the whole time. Like, damn. Uh, <laughs> she, what does she have a song that she just moan? Oh, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the song now. Oh, anytime, any place. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's anytime. Anytime, uh, yeah, any place. So you think if if Taylor has a song like that on, you know, right. it's exactly because most of her songs about getting broken up with or like I don't whatever I don't know what her songs name. Well, she has she has a song called Out of Style. Tom, Tom, Tom. What, what's one of her songs where she's uh, hating on uh, men? The, one of the famous ones. Oh, there's a couple. There's definitely a couple, but she does have songs. She has two you songs. Swifty Tom. I'm not a Swift. I, wow. I should know because I have a sister who listens to Taylor Swift, but I none of her songs are coming to mind for whatever reason. Okay. Well, I mean, she, I have teenage and and twenty year old daughters, so I she gonna I, have a song called much, Thug Passion. I am um, well versed in Swifty. Give me that Thug Passion, <laughs> baby. When you threw that flag up in the bed and you whip my head and <laughs> Thug Passion, this is where baby. Bart becomes donkey. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just start Taylor Swift randomly. missed her uh, concert. She's on injury support. Sciatica. So there's different songs that she has made about certain people that she's dated. And one of them would be, there's two songs about Harry Styles. 
Mm. And uh, one of them is called Style, which is all about the two of them and how they met one night, like kind mm-hmm. of. But but how big is Harry? But Styles? she's also had a couple of really nasty. But that's what I'm like, saying. Nasty songs. That's what I'm saying. How big is Harry Styles? No, he's huge. He's a no, no, no. no oh, no. you mean physically big? Yes, he's British, so not. Right, so this her first time having You're a good old. You're talking about like 6'6", she 240. Yeah. She's like, she like, yo, my, my new man kick all y'all ass. <laughs> well, she's like, what's she, like 5'10"? Isn't she yeah, pretty, she tall she's pretty tall? That's what I'm saying. So he's like, my new man kick all. <laughs> she's 5'11". Right. See, that's yeah, what I'm so saying. Yeah, so she's almost as big as him. Right, so Kelly, She can't wear heels right. hanging out with Harry Styles. So, 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 so she's like, yo, my man to kick all. Like, like let, let Travis <laughs> catch him trying to hit her up on the DM. Or send her a message on her phone. I'll just call and see how you mean. Travis over there, him and his brother, kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, yo, let me, let me tell you something. A woman loves when they know that they man can kick somebody ass. Yeah. Like, when you're like, hold up. A little on, bit hold of up. confidence. Hold up. Paparazzi over there, hold up. I'll be right back. Just spike his ass. Bam! The bodyguard. Don't worry. My baby going to pay the bill. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. <laughs> So we are in agreement that the outrage about her never mentioning him. She should have. No. She's his inspiration. The, unnecessary. He mentioned her. When? See my girlfriend. Yeah, but that, On his podcast. Yeah, but that's different. That's a podcast. That wasn't him. If he wins the Super Bowl and he is named. She's going to be right there. If he's named the, right right the Super Bowl MVP, she gonna, she gonna you be on think the he's going to be like, thank you, Tyler. She's she going to be. She gonna, everything to me. She's she going to no. be, be on the field. Oh, she could be on the field. Like Kim Kardashian. I, like, she's the main reason why she. Like, now, remember, won. she's got to fly from Tokyo to make this game. That's the whole plan. She's She's got shows in Tokyo. Bro, bro that's fine. But I'm saying. Tokyo to Vegas is five hours. If you hours. think that he's going to thank her. If he wins the Super Bowl, I don't see it. I bet she's gonna be right there, all up in this. Uh, I, I didn't all, say she's not gonna be there. You ain't see him up there. She won't be on the stage. You, you didn't see him running up on the stage for him. She will not be on the stage. Yo, but it's gonna be how many pictures of them kissing? Oh yeah, you, you saw the AFC Championship. Well, he couldn't go. Now, how about this? If he's if he was available to be at the Grammys, and he was sitting there at the table with her, and she went up she, to win, you smoke. don't think she would have acknowledged him because he's there? But because he couldn't go, there's no reason to do it. I could not believe the outrage. Oh my gosh, she didn't mention that. Who she, cares? She can't. She can't she, she, you, think, you think Travis Kelsey was sitting there going, damn, she didn't even say my damn name? No, I don't think so like, at all. I bet, it, I bet his brother and her mom went, mm. <laughs> mm. You think Mama Kelsey was mm. like, oh, really? Mm. Her, her, ticket, her ticket sales went up even more because now you got her own ass football man buying them. Her. She, listen, she probably got a 10, 10% boost from dudes that's like, oh, man, she all right. I'm not buying it. Now, one more thing here. Okay. Uh, a couple of, a couple of, uh, like I said, NFL notes here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes Sr. into some trouble. Always in the Super Bowl, something, right? So he uh, well, at least he didn't have no. Um, he was uh, reportedly arrested over the weekend uh, for DUI. Not great. Not a good look for uh, for Mahomes. Um, Yo, like Patrick Mahomes' body looked just like I envisioned it. Yes. Well, I don't know why you'd envision it, but we'll leave that to another no, day. No, because he's like a little Cliff. fat dude. He, it it kind of reminds me of like before um, Chris Paul went all vegan, what his body looked like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Cliff Kingsbury uh, quickly signed by the Washington Commanders as the offensive coordinator. Hang on a second. I thought he was supposed to be with the Raiders. Yeah. But yet over the weekend, that yeah. fell through. No, the Raiders draft pick isn't high enough. And then enough. two days later... 
Hmm. He becomes the offensive coordinator of the Commanders. Hmm. What do you read out of that, Bart Scott? Because what's interesting is that his former player at USC, Caleb Williams, congratulated him mm-hmm. on the job in Washington. They're trying to put the they're trying to put the band back together. Like Caleb Williams already said that he didn't want to go mm-hmm. to the um, to the Bears. Yep. And you know he's from I think the DMV area is what they call it when you you're from the, that area. Yes. Um, and DC, Maryland, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So right. he, he so he's from that area. Um, what better uh, way to kind of like promote that the the times are changing in in in, in Washington? Number two pick. Bring, Could this be an Eli Manning, Philip Rivers type situation? Yeah, because I don't see how Chicago says give me Drake May. You know, if Drake May, if it's Drake May, then I'd rather stay with. I'd rather trade out the pick. Mm. If I'm the Bears, I'd rather trade out the pick. Familiarity so you, there, that he know the kid, you can have well, an you know offense, the offense for him. So the offense is going to move fast. Wouldn't this be interesting? I mean, he's a guy, 30, 30 touchdowns, only five interceptions this year. That'd be big for Washington. Uh, huge. That'd be huge. You talk about, you know. You There's know, your future. You know magic, right? Gotta be like Showtime. Like, what you want? Like, I guarantee you. Forgot they, about that. Yeah, they might, they might, they might, they might send, you know what, uh, uh, Chicago, you guys, you know, because they might want to say, you know what, let's just swap. Like, it shouldn't be that big of a move for you to drop to second and you drop the first. You know, they'll send, like, you might have to send a guy like if you're uh, Ben Johnson. You're you're, like, you're, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not sending scary Terry, but you might send Gibson and some players mm. to try and say, all right, listen, we'll send you some players and, and a draft pick and we swap. Like, I'll give you this year's two. Because just think, if they give um, Chicago a two, then that'd be like, Thirty-five or something. Well, that's certainly it's a story one, to watch. One drop. Quickly here, um, also Saquon Barkley, who was on first take this morning. Quickly, uh, I'll give you that in a second. But here's Ryan Leaf over the weekend on NFL Network about another team that would have Saquon high on the list. This is the one thing I think about Jim Harbaugh, too, in terms of what he wants to do offensively. Austin Eckler's a big part of what that could be with them running the football, but I do think that Saquon Barkley is going to be at the top of his list in oh, terms yeah. of what he wants to do with the running back position with him being a free agent. I think they can franchise tag him again, which is a, that's a lot of money, but it's something I know that Jim Harbaugh wants to do. He wants to run the football, cool. and he wants to use those guys down the field with play action. Wow. Yeah, well, imagine just, that. Why don't you just sign his guy? I mean, I would love if they do that because I would love the Jets to sign Everett. They got a nice tight end. Excuse me? Um, here's Barkley on the first take this morning. Sign Everett. What do you mean? No, no, the other part. Uh, he made it clear he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He wants to stay with the Giants. I know how special you know the Giants organization is. I got nothing but tremendous respect for the Tish family, for the Mayor family. This is the team that drafted me. And I'm a big believer of setting the goal and accomplishing that goal. And when I got drafted here, one of my goals would be uh, the reason why you know the Giants is back on top. Um, the reason why we're having a parade in New York. And it just haven't went that way so far in my career. And like I said before, I, I want to be a Giant for life. I, I-, I mentioned that. I want to be in the likes of Tiki, Michael, Eli. But the sad part of it is it's the NFL. It's a business. If this was my last season, I had a blast. But the beauty of it is there's still a lot left in the tank. And, you know, if I'm not a New York Giant next year and I'm somewhere else, they're going to get a leader. They're going to get a hard worker. They're going to get a competitor. And someone who's going to go out there and compete at a high level to win football games. He said the right things there. Yeah, he didn't say anything, but he said the right things. He's delusional, man. Like Delusional? They're they, they not just they not that into you, bro. Oof. Like, it's so many other options. That's let's, um, yeah. On the other side, well, let's 
let's break this down a little bit further, shall we, before we hand it off to the case show. 800-919-3776 as well. But first, hey, football fans, FanDuel has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with no sweat, same game, parlays. But when you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. Now, it means you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. You get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win. So start building your own or just bet a popular SGP already that is made for you in America's number one sportsbook. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Allen if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older, physically present in New York. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 hope NY or text OPEN-Y467-369. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so the Michael K. Show, which is coming up momentarily, they're going to be live from UBS Arena this Thursday. February 8th, that's before the Islanders take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're giving away eight pairs of lower bowl tickets plus one pair of premium club seats at ESPNNewYork.com or, of course, on the ESPN New York app. By now, you should have it. If you don't, what are you doing? Just get it. And you can scroll down to contest, submit your entry. It's brought to you by the New York Islanders. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. We get back now from the All-Star break, and let's see if Patrick Waugh can get some winning done around here. I do like the impact that he's had kind of already mentally on this group. And then Matt Barzell had a really nice all-star weekend. He showed out with his speed uh, in the contest, and he played really well in the uh, the three-on-three. So let's see if Barzell has himself a strong finish to the season. He seems to be responding well to Patrick Waugh. So and the boys will be out there at UBS on Thursday. Trade deadline is Thursday as well. You know that's a big show for us. Big stuff going on there. Patrick Roy, baby. Yes. Um, also, Bart. Can I just shout out Mike Breen and Walt Clyde Frazier for a second? Today is their anniversary, 25th anniversary of their first broadcast together. Hmm. And they have been celebrating, you know, we've been celebrating it uh, at the network for the last couple of days. And tomorrow night during the broadcast, obviously, we'll make a big deal about it, of course. But it is something special because it, like you talk about Breen and Clyde, like that's what you say, right? Well, it's, well, like, who's on to, it's Breen and Clyde. And they have had the the chemistry between the two of them. The fact that both of them are in the Hall of Fame and broadcasters. The fact also that it's like it's it's Mike Breen had posters of Walt Frazier in his room growing up as a Knicks fan, yeah. and then he gets to work with him, right? Like it's like, like that's um, and, Cloud is and so then they unique. hit it. yes, and the fact that he's he's like you in many ways. Yeah. I guess it's maybe it's the Saluki thing, yeah. but it's the fact that Clyde doesn't carry himself. I mean, we all know he's like a legend. anybody else. It's like but, uh, he's right. different from anybody we've ever seen. And if Mike had like a, a, a interjected an opinion about something, Clyde accepts the opinion because he respects Mike's you know uh, preparation and knowledge and everything else. You're the same way. Like with me, a lot of times I can come at you, and it's not like you you don't you don't play the I played bro. Like you don't give me that card. That's such a low hanging fruit. Right. So kudos to them and congratulations to them. For a long-standing pair and and two of the greatest to do it in this market, which of course we have some of the greatest broadcasters. So, I've said this 
those two guys set the standard as at all great teams you have the standard bearers, the ones that uphold everything. That's what that's what Mike and Clyde do. And the rest of us live up to it. So congratulations certainly to them. And with that, we hand it off to the K Show and Bart, I'll see you tomorrow. That was it. That's it, baby. Hmm. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.